and welcome to this golf podcast unlike any other. You've done it. We've made it. We are all together for Fairway Rollin' the Golf Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. On the line, as is our custom and habit, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. This week, we have a quick recap of the cool event down at Sea Island. Shout out to Robert Streb. And then, special guest this week, at the end of this week, we have the third iteration of The Match, which... Started off with Tiger and Phil in Las Vegas, then moved to a very cool format in May, a charity be, a charity event that fe- featured Phil and Tiger and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. The third iteration of this is lined up for this Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. We have the producer of the match on the line. Jeff Newbarth is our guest. We're going to talk about what we can expect and maybe give some insight into how to allocate a little capital because you know you can bet on this thing. But the first tee is wide open. Let's stroll over, throw a peg in the ground, and let out a little leash. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors with over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond. eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance and with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Nate Dog, what's happening, buddy? I am so glad we don't have to get 55 minutes out of Robert Streb today. <laughs> well, how about this? Here's what we're going to do. We, we are going to have a show next week and it's it's going to be a preview of the Mayakoba in addition to our thoughts and reactions to what we will have witnessed with the match yep. that when we sit down to do our preparation for Mayakoba we need to look at the last 20 years worth of winners 
because we now have irrefutable evidence. Yep. You, the, the, for whatever reason this season, with the combination of Brian Gay down in 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 uh, Bermuda and Stewart Sink, yeah, and 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 now Robert Streb just find guys that have won at venues before that are, 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 are due. We're looking for overdue guys. If you haven't won, if you're 35 years old or between 35 and 50 and you haven't won in 12 years, you're our guy. That's the pick, right? Uh, in this fall season, we've had these events where not as many of the top guys have played, although we should talk about what happened last this past week with the top guys because that's an interesting storyline. But but in this fall season, we've just had those guys who are horses for the course and uh, some young guys playing who haven't quite, you know, risen to the occasion who have come back and quite honestly extended their careers. I mean, Robert Streb, when's the last time we talked about him? When's the last time you saw him on the leaderboard? It's been a tough go for that guy. It's a reminder of, number one, how hard it is to win a golf tournament. But number two, how sometimes, you know, lightning in a bottle strikes and and some guys can break through. I mean, Streb is the story for sure. And boy, was he gracious in victory. Was really happy to see him. He just couldn't have been nicer. Uh, But man, Kisner, he's 0 for 5 in playoffs. Playoffs? That's just a weird stat. It feels like an anomaly, right? I I don't totally understand it. I mean, he's a three-time winner on tour. And we think about him as one of those tough grinder guys out there who, who is game for the head-to-head. Let's say he shot a 63, and you know, but for Robert Streb's flyer pitching wedge from 156 yards or something that almost went in, I, I certainly would have put money on Kisner, to, you know, real time to to win that. But I just I was struck that that that's an interesting. I mean, Kisner could easily have more wins than Ricky Fowler. And Kiz has an established track record in a match play environment. He's got a very good record uh, at the uh, Austin Country Club event, the match play event. He's, he's like 14-5-1 or something. I mean, uh, uh, a very good record. And the same is true. He played in, in the President's Cup uh, back in 2017, 2-0-2 in that, so he's a, that's part of why we think of him as a guy that that's always up for you know a mano a mano kind of challenge, and yet he has this record in playoffs. Only four of those playoffs were him against another guy or against two other guys, um, because the one in New Orleans doesn't really count as a playoff loss, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, I, I look, I feel at a macro level like those of us who enjoy wagering on this sport can feel good about the integrity of the game because if it was tainted in any way this week, you know, Camilo Viegas would have won this tournament. Uh, You know, his, he lost his daughter, I think three months ago at most, and he was in the hunt here to win. That would have been such a good feel good story. And even Kisner coming through and winning, but Instead, we got Robert Streb. So at least we know that that we're not uh, we're not playing against a stacked deck. But you mentioned the President's Cup House, and for me, there's an interesting takeaway that it's probably worth talking about this time of year as the season starts to wind down. And this week and next week, I'm sure we'll reflect on what we've seen. But uh, we got a Ryder Cup coming up in a year, and less than a year, and it'll be the first Ryder Cup in a while. But the Europeans hung around after the Masters to play this tournament. And the Europeans sucked. 
They did. And we have not had very good form from Europe right now. If I'm Patrick Harrington, who's going to be the the captain, I'm a little concerned about what I'm seeing right now. Terrell Hatton finished something like T23, and he has been the best performing European, you know, outside of Rom. Uh, I mean, I think he's he really has played better than Rory in a lot of instances over the last, uh, you know, certainly since the restart. But other than that, man, the, the bench isn't looking great right now. Well, he, he, here's the thing. Uh, I, the next Ryder Cup is slated for September of 2021, I believe. And that's a lifetime away. So, like, who knows what kind of former shape anybody is going to be in, including the U.S. team when that one rolls around. Who knows what's going to be happening in the world. I don't put too much stock in what we've seen out of the Euros uh, here in the in the United States. I think it is an extraordinarily, as, as uh, you know, kind of disconcerting as the experience um, must be for guys on tour to be moving around with the bubble and what they have to go through. Guys coming over from Europe for sure. And 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 you know, trying to live in that bubble and roll along in that bubble in a foreign uh, uh country where you know the standards of you know sort of safety and so forth from venue to venue, and at least in terms of the host cities, I'm not talking about what's happening actually at the golf course, but they still have to get themselves to those host cities and interact with people in those host cities. And there are widely varying safety protocols uh, that that we've observed over these months. I just think the experience for the Euro guys has to be unlike anything that they've ever encountered before. I, I think you're right. And there's only four Europeans in the top 20 in the world. And, and you know, Tommy Fleetwood does not seem to be getting better in the way that it feels like Terrell Hatton is getting better. Uh... I don't know. I think you're a little nervous right now. Now, like you said, who knows? Matthew Wolf didn't have a great showing over the last couple of weeks and 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 it comes and it goes. So so be it. But it's an interesting moment to take stock of you almost wonder if the Europeans dodged a bullet this fall. Uh it could you very well could be. Yeah. I mean, uh the 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 quality of play that we were seeing out of the US side and plus, you know, we are in this uh, kind of era, it feels like, where there is a pronounced home court advantage now for for uh, a couple of reasons. In the first place, because the last couple times that it, the Ryder Cup's been competed in the U.S., the fans are maniacs. And, you know, uh, our side deliberately puts the fans in very close proximity. And then when we go over to Europe, we get our asses handed to us because they set up those golf. They choose venues that are, that are not our guys strengths. And then they, they, um, outfit those venues, uh, format wise in a manner that makes it, you know, a good challenge for our guys. Yeah. We, we get our ass kicked for that reason, which is how it's supposed to work. And there's always supposed to be some home gaming going on. But uh, I just thought that was an interesting takeaway from this past week. All those guys hung around that extra week to play. And you know, you just, Matt Wallace and Tommy Fleetwood were, you know, kind of a meh 36th. And, and uh, as you know, look, we heard from Rory, Rory loses 10 to 15 pounds at the Masters. So those guys, uh, I'm sure, felt drained. And there's a, an obvious letdown that comes after a tournament like that. But uh, it sure looks like there's some players who could use this some time off now between. Uh, now in Hawaii, and we still have some interesting golf over the next couple of weeks, but be interesting to see how these guys come back 
whether they come back refreshed, who's going to work on that game, really go after it in a way that is part of that normal schedule, not the time off that they had during COVID, where a lot of guys had a bunch of uncertainty or because of geographically where they live, they couldn't pick up a club. You know, we didn't see that sort of a very few guys made the quote-unquote leap in the way that Bryson did during that time. Everybody else sort of came back. You know, Justin Rose clearly still struggling. A lot of those guys at the top didn't didn't make that breakthrough change in their game. I'm interested to see how they use the next, call it two months, uh, before the, the meat of that PGA season gets underway. Yeah, well, we have the event at Mayakoba that we're going to preview when we reconvene on this program next week, we'll see how many of these guys in this field um, go ahead and make that trek uh, down there. You know, we'll try and do our best in forecasting a winner for that event, and then we'll put golf to bed uh, for the season. We do have the extraordinarily unique opportunity with the Women's U.S. Open in December. We're going to do a show around that event as well, like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing to get a U.S. Open on the women's tour, the LPGA, um, you know, being played in December and they're going to be down in Houston, Texas at a venue that hasn't hosted anything uh, professionally in a while. So that's going to be just another cool thing. And that'll be a great, you know, cherry on the top. And then we'll just take a break and 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 hit reset everybody across the board. We'll work on the swing. That's it. Well, speaking of working on the swing, uh, we have a great guest coming on right now to talk to us about the match three. Charles Barkley prominently involved. Hopefully he's been working on his swing. He's going to be paired up with Phil Mickelson. And then we've got Steph Curry and Peyton Manning as teams. Let's jump on with Jeff Newbarth and get some insights into what's going on with the match three. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, my birdie buddies, we are extremely excited about today's guest because we are extremely excited against all odds about the match, the match three presented by Capital One. It's called the match champions for change on the line right now. He is an OG producer of the match. He's produced all three. That's what that means. OG Jeff Newbarth. What's happening, buddy? What's going on, House? It's nice to finally catch up with you. <laughs> I feel like we don't talk very often. Yeah, well, uh, in your spare time, you are the executive producer of Callaway Media Productions, and there have been some collaborations over the years between uh, you and me and The Ringer and Callaway and all kinds of good stuff like that. But under these circumstances, we want your insight, your expertise, and anything that you're willing to share with us as it relates to this upcoming match. It's the day after Thanksgiving, and it features a legendary tour pro, a basketball champion, a football champion, and then a big fat guy who's pretty good on television. Yeah, I mean, talk about great casting, right? You know, you have right off the get-go, you, you try to think, what would be one thing that if you put two amateurs against a professional that would potentially make the professional lose? And the answer is easy. Pair him with Charles Barkley. They're playing modified alternate shot match. D does that mean that Barkley's going to literally have to hit every other shot? Uh, so what it means is both teams will tee off and then they will choose whatever drive that they want to choose and then they will alternate in from there. So I think in a perfect world, if you're Phil Mickelson, you just want Charles Barkley to hit it on planet Earth where you can go find it, you can see it, and you have any shot to the green and then let Phil take that shot, put it on the green as a tour pro will. And then Chuck's putting. And the best part about Charles Barkley's golf game is his putting. So I think that's their key to success. On the other side with Stephen Curry and, and Peyton Manning, we saw from match two how deadly uh, Peyton can be, how, how precise he is with his iron game. Stephen is a long hitting, uh, uh, long driver of the golf ball. So if he can start pounding them 300, 310 plus and give Manning these short uh, approaches, we, we saw what he did with them last time. So I think it all sets up to be pretty compelling uh, and a great way to spend your day after your, your Thanksgiving feast. Yeah, I have a lot of opinions about the golf and how I'm going to allocate some capital because I'm definitely betting on this. Right now, the only wager that's out there is uh, the head-to-head -head match. And the price, Steph and, and, and Peyton are, are almost two-to-one favorites, which is... I'll get to all my, my rationale and all my thoughts on that, but that's absurd. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it, that, that's a ridiculous line and I'm going to take uh, quite a bit of advantage uh, of it as quickly as possible. But I want to talk to you about how this one came together. 
um, how you got the participants and and the the good cause that this particular event is focused on is historically black uh, colleges and, and colleges and universities. Yeah, and that's where I think it all it's it's really going to all come together. Is look when we did the last match. Um, it was kind of a crazy day. The, the weather was biblical in terms of the amount of rain and the, the, the forecast was not looking good. And I honestly think that kind of helped us, right? Because there's one thing to have four guys, the likes of Tiger, uh, Brady, Peyton, and, and, and Phil driving around a golf course in a private country club, wearing sunglasses, you know, on a beautifully manicured golf course, hitting easy shot after easy shot. These guys battled last time and they showed how much they wanted to be out there. And, and, you know, look, the numbers are what they were, over $20 million raised. And that was the winner of, of last match. This one um, came together really during the second match. I don't know if you remember, House, but um, Stephen Curry tweeted during the match saying he wanted in. So uh, the people who created this match, uh, Brian Zurf is one of the co-creators of the match. He listened, BZ listened and got in touch with, with the Curry team. And we all just kind of were trying to figure out what the right cause was. And so the two uh, main causes we're playing for, the, the, the one you mentioned, HBCUs, and that's really what the players are playing for, right? So each one will be playing for at least one school. Um, Peyton's going to be playing for three. And the money they raise on the golf course, the challenges that they will undertake on the golf course, the money goes to, to those HBCUs, which is awesome. Uh, in addition, there's some other HBCUs that are being supported through, through the, the event as well. Uh, and then we're also doing something with uh, Meals Up, Feeding America. Uh, Brian Anderson had the great line last time in last uh, last match show. It, we, we had this really hard challenge of trying to feed Chuck and we couldn't do it. So we took on something more attainable like feeding America. So uh, I'll give BA all the credit for that one. But that, that's, you know, those are the two real winners of this. And it's going to be awesome to create awareness for all these HBCUs uh, coast to coast and to really show um, these players, you know, giving to such a great charitable cause. Yeah, I'm going to let Nate um, jump in in one second, but I do want to do a quick tangent um, that also feeds into the connection between Steph and the HBCU uh, element and your own work at at, at Callaway. Uh, Over a year ago, um, Steph came here to Washington, D.C., and announced um, his sponsorship of the golf program's at Howard University and the creation of the first ever uh, female golf team at, at Howard University. And the announcement took place at the historic Langston Golf Course here in, in, in D.C., which was one of the very first venues in America to permit African-American uh, players in, in the 40s, I believe. Um, and you were here for that event because Callaway has its own relationship with with Steph and has stepped up to support Steph in this endeavor with Howard. Is that right? Yeah, and that's you know something that's going to be focused during the match. Look, you know, um, Callaway is proud to be one of the official partners of the match, and in lieu of running um, a typical sponsorship element during the show, we're actually going to run a piece uh, that our good our good buddy Sean Gilroy edited. Um, that is showing and documenting the very first time that these players for both the men's and women's golf teams got fit by our tour team, the same folks that are fitting the PGA tour, LPGA tour, senior tour, college players, they got fit into to new golf equipment. And it was pretty awesome. Uh, and we're, we're proud to be able to run that uh, during the coverage of, of the match uh, this Friday on, uh, on TNT. Well, so I know that the telecast, uh, affords you a whole bunch of interesting opportunities to film and show golf in ways that we don't necessarily get to see week in, week out on the PGA Tour. 
certainly we saw some pretty cool stuff coming out of the Masters. But I wanted to ask you, how are you going to inject Tom Brady saying, take a suck on that, Chuck, into this version of the match? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the that was like the highlight of, of the second one. I mean, what, was there any better moment where he literally no, that was, the best. was being taunted by Chuck than holes out from the fairways while splitting his pants? I mean, it just it's it's going to be hard to top that. It really that's what I mean. But but yeah. what I assume I assume we'll let that moment stand uh, in infamy. But what else can you do? Well, I mean, imagine a scenario where where Mr. Barkley has a shot that could potentially um, raise a million dollars if he holds it. That could be pretty compelling. I think you might see something like that on Friday. Just because Phil's going to start throwing big, huge wads of cash on the on the green. What what are we talking about? It sounds like we got some surprises coming. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some surprises, and, and I can't give them all away, but I, I know that there's a scenario out there where, where Chuck is putting for more than actually one of them where he's putting for more than a million dollars, which is pretty amazing. And all that money goes to HBCUs, right? So everyone's going to be rooting for him to make that putt. But think about the pressure he's going to be under. Think about the moment. I mean, if you thought what his exchange with Brady was good, imagine what's going to come out of his mouth if he makes that. Yeah, I mean, he, he himself has said they don't call him championship Chuck. So I'm a little no. I'm a little worried about his ability to execute. I hope we got a backup plan that just gets the money to the colleges no matter what. But tell yeah, us more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I think some of the things we're excited about look we're going to have a, a live drone here and um this golf course is uh as house will eloquently tell us soon is is co-owned by uh, Phil Mickelson. But this golf course just runs through the mountains here in in just outside of Tucson, the Oro Valley. Um and and the 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 views are just spectacular on some of these holes. Some of these holes have very elevated tees and they cut right through the the, the desert and and mountain and we'll have live drone up on that and we're going to be playing, you know, teeing off locally just after one o'clock and finishing hopefully just before, uh, you know, five o'clock. And if you think about that for a second, the sunset and the colors of the light that's going to be, you know, in the sky and on the mountains, I think it's going to be spectacular. Um, you know, we also have some guests who are going to be joining us and can't say who they are, but there's some pretty, uh, well-known, uh, folks who are going to be challenging the players to do even more for charity, which is, is just going to be great. Cause we saw that last time, how well that worked and look, um, you know, broadcasting in, in kind of this COVID world is different. And, you know, the show we did in May was one of the first shows that was done. It was one of the bigger shows that was done at the time. And we learned a lot. Um, we also learned that rain really doesn't do well with electronical equipment, uh, electronics <laughs> yeah. equipment. So we've come to a desert. Uh, it just seems to all make sense. It's all coming together. We're finally learning. I was going to ask about, you know, the special guest participation, because that was uh, one of the unexpected elements that created um, some of the organic uh, dialogue that was pretty fun among the guys on course, the, the guys broadcasting um, and the, and the, you know, the, the, the team, um, you know, doing the, the, the live event there. Uh, so you, you guys have some of that lined up for the, for this event also? We do. We do. We have, uh, we have a, the probably same number of guests that we had last time and, okay. uh, high, high profile A-listers and we're, they're super excited for it. Uh, they're super excited to be supporting this cause, uh, of raising money for the HBCUs, uh, and also for feeding America. So, uh, yeah, we're set up in, in, in that, uh, same mode to, uh, hopefully have it all come together the same way it did last time. So I, I want to talk about the golf course a little bit. Stone Canyon Golf Club. Uh, it's a, like 20 years old, the venue. You described it as kind of winding 
through the mountains. Is this just, you know, uh, one of these like classic Arizona courses like Dove Mountain or uh, Whispering? What's that place called? It's very different from the ones in Scottsdale because obviously there's a lot of elevation change on this golf course um, that they don't have in the the ones that are in the valley. Um, so I think that that's um, one of the unique factors. One of the other things that's really unique is there's only water really in two spots. Uh, there's, there's a waterfall in the six hole uh, 131 yard par three. And the 10th hole is really the only water hazard that you would face. Um, but it's not much of a hazard for someone who has game like you do house. You just go around it. You know, it's par five. Wouldn't be a big deal for, for, for your game. Um, but the, what, what's really interesting is that the golf course, um, is just, it's in such amazing shape because, uh, they, they do get a decent amount of play here, but they really take the time, you know, Phil and, and, and coach Steve Loy, who, who cones it with them, they, they really do a great job of making sure this thing is in pristine shape for their members year round. Uh, so they just finished a pretty massive overseed where they were closed for a while, just reopened uh, about a month ago. And, and the golf course just looks great. Greens are perfect. Um, you know, look, the whole locations, some are going to be more challenging than others, but I think it's a really fair golf course. And one thing house that I think you would love if you ever got out here to play it. Uh, and I do recommend people getting out here to play it is there's so many different tee boxes. One of the holes, I think number nine, the par three has nine different, T-Box options. So there's something for everybody, right? There's something for Phil, there's something for Chuck, and there's something for Steph and for, for Peyton as well. Tell us what it takes to make this event work. I mean, it, the you know, I think there's been enough TV broadcasting of golf through the years to understand what sort of a regular tournament takes and how you make that work. But why... What has to happen for this to be successful? I mean, this is now a brand that is sustainable. We're on our third go-round. We don't have Tiger. Uh, we got Phil, who's a huge golfer. But but t- tell us sort of what are the key elements that make... You've made a lot of content in your life. Why does this work? And and what are you... You know, what are the best case scenarios besides the great work that's going to be done for charity that, that really need to happen to make this event successful so that we have a match four, five, six, seven, eight? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we all grew up, I think around the same era and and Thanksgiving used to mean the skins game. And every year we knew that we got, you know, nine holes one day, nine holes the next day, beautiful golf courses. Normally they were in Hawaii. We got some of the biggest stars of golf and they would go out there and play in a fun, approachable way. Well, what the match is kind of the next iteration, taking the best of the skins game and trying to make it even better. Um, you know, having them in these carts with all the cameras, I think that was a real hit last time, but we learned a lot from that. We also, again, lost a lot of those cameras due to water last time. So we never got to fully implement what we wanted to do. Uh, we have a much better audio system for the players. So the players will be able to play without, um, mic packs that may cause pants to split as we saw with Tom Brady. Uh, but they'll be able to hear. That was the reason his pants um, split the mic, the mic pack. No, I mean, my, my blame is on the pants. I was going to blame the breakfast burrito. Yeah, he well probably he did have to wear you know um, you know two packs on on their belt you know to be able to do everything we needed them to do last time. Now mm-hmm. it's much simpler for them. So I, I think that's what's going to help. The other thing is you have to have announcers who kind of understand that really the people everyone wants to hear from during the match are the four people playing. Guess what? That's a good lesson for all of golf. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I think I think that Brian Anderson, Trevor Moon, last time uh, you know really got it. And they really believed it and bought into it. It's one thing to say it in a meeting. It's another thing to actually do it. And they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this time they're going to be joined by Andre Iguodala, 
who has a lot to say, say to Stefan in particular, um, and Michelle Wee, who I think is, is, you oh, know, has known, known the Currys for a while. I thought she did a great job in, in, in Augusta in a very difficult role they put her in. Um, so I, I think she'll, she'll be, she'll be interesting. And then on the golf course, we have Cheyenne Woods, um, who is, is a personality who a lot of people don't know, but she, she's going to be fantastic in that role. And then we have Gary McCord. And uh, McCord has known Chuck for for 25 plus years. And he said he had a quote earlier this week. I'm not there to really do much. I'm just going to walk quietly and throw kerosene on the fire. So I think Gary's going to be the perfect person to kind of stir it up uh, among the four players if they if they even need that, because I think they're going to be pretty good at that on their own. One surprise in terms of uh, the broadcasting crew, and I don't know if this guy fits as a special guest or if he's going to participate in uh, covering the event. Peyton's brother, Eli, is rumored to be making an appearance. Is there a role for Eli in this thing? Yeah, so Eli is going to be joining Michelle and Carrie Champion on the pre-show. And then once the show starts, Eli is going to be featured on a stream on Bleacher Report, which will be a second screen experience, um, where I believe he's going to stay about a hole to a hole and a half behind the match, and he's going to recreate some of the shots that the guys have tried to do and hopefully do it better. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then I'm hoping to be able to put together something where Eli gets to interview his brother uh, during the match on TV. Cause I think that, uh, I think everyone needs that. Somehow Eli will find a way to win as much money as Peyton in this thing. And none of us will understand how they both did that. But, yeah. Just uh, bet, bet on Eli house, bet on Eli. Yeah. So um, are these teams fair? I mean, Steph Curry at one point, was playing super competitively on a corn fairy tour event. Day two, he didn't play great. He missed the, but like, dude can play. And I, I get that Peyton has his neck fused, but like Chuck has his tibia and fibia and both legs fused. Like, it, it, are these teams fair? H how did you actually go about making sure that this is a competitive thing where maybe the odds makers in this situation are wrong and it's closer than we think? I actually do think it's going to be competitive because I do think that there's something about you know, when, when you have to perform under pressure with cameras and, you know, that, that corn fairy event was, was not televised. So, so Stefan didn't have the cameras around him and didn't have, you know, yeah, there, there's a crowd there. There's not gonna be a crowd here, but he's not going to film Mickelson staring at him as a pro. And, and I think that that adds a, a different dynamic and different pressure to it. And then what happens you know, again, this is Phil's golf course, right? He, he, he owns the place. So he knows this golf course way better than those other guys do. He knows where to play it to and, and, and how to do it. And what if he coaches Charles to just get Charles to be able to make solid contact and get the ball on the green grass. And then Phil is firing at these hole locations in order to help make it a little more fair too. on certain holes. We have something called the Chuck tees and the Chuck tees are a little the bit Chuck further tees. ahead of the tees. Yeah. Yeah. The You've never heard of the Chuck tees. They don't have those at your golf course. I, 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 I assume they're going to after, after Friday. Yeah. I mean the Chuck tees, who wouldn't want to play golf from the Chuck tees. Um, but, but those tees are a little bit further up and they're going to provide ah. the opportunity for, for Chuck to, to be able to have, you know, a little more of, of a competitive chance. Cause look, you're right. The handicap, if you were just going straight by handicap systems, you know, those guys would have to give quite a few shots, but we're not doing that. And uh, we're going to use, the difference in, in T location as sort of an equalizer. Well, I want to just share that when I play from those T's, those forward T's, we call those the glory hole T's and I have a whole crew. We play from the glory hole T's, but I mean, let, let's just be serious about this for, for, for one second. Uh, Chuck has guarantee he's guaranteed victory. And 
unlike his ridiculous prognostication as it relates to the NBA, his chosen field, um, where he was relentlessly wrong. He is absolutely 100% right about this one. And I know I, my own self, and I encourage all the par saving pals, all the Eagle enthusiasts out there, as long as these odds are showing plus odds as underdogs for Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley as a golf team, that is absurd. And I can't wait to rush out. I'm going to hang up on this podcast, put everything down and go figure out through my uh, devices how I can wager this month's mortgage on the Phil Charles team because Phil Mickelson is a professional effing golfer. And it's not just that he plays professional golf. He's a goddamn legend. And it's not just that he's a goddamn legend. He made the cut at the mother effing masters two weeks ago. I mean, this is a guy who's been playing professional golf as his uh, uh, career. He's an, he's going to be a, and end up being a top 10 all time golfer, top 12 all time golfer. You could put him with me. And we would win this event. It doesn't matter if he gets to take any shots. The only way for his team to lose would be for him not to play. If he's allowed to play, then his team is going to win. The quality of golf for a guy like Phil Mickelson compared to extraordinary players like Steph Curry and Peyton's just a regular six or seven handicap. We watched him on television in May. It was fine. He's good. I played with lots of guys better than, than Peyton Manning. That level of golf that Phil Mickelson brings to the table. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, there's no comparison. So if he gets to take more than one shot, each hole, his team is going to win. Tell me why I'm wrong. Jeff Newbarth. Well, I don't know if you are wrong. I mean, that's, that's the beauty. Why we all got to watch on Friday because you, you also could look at it from the other side and say, that Charles Barkley has to take potentially more than one shot per hole. And if he hits that shot out of bounds into the desert or whiffs, there's not a lot Phil Mickelson can do. So I think that's the intrigue of it, right? Is I think it's the perfect grouping to see how can a tour golfer paired with someone who's not as talented at golf compare against a really strong amateur player and Peyton, who we know, you know, from last time he, he was, really, really good under pressure. I think that's the excitement with the whole thing. And that's why we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to watch it. Is there any way to film Chuck swing that can make sense of it? Like, do we have the cameras around him? We're like, are you guys, and I mean this in all seriousness, like we need a real breakdown of this thing. Cause we've seen it sort of like he's a, he's in a circus before, but what are we going to see? Yeah. So, I mean, we have the tracer and, and look, these tracers are used to following like professional golfers. There, there, there's at least once or twice during this that they're going to see a trace like they've never seen before. So I'm pretty excited for that. The other thing is we're going to have the, the super slow camera. And we were just talking to some of the guys in the, in the tape room earlier. And normally the super slow camera features that beautiful slow shot of the Maverick driver as it smashes the chrome soft, the triple track, and you see the balls kind of rotate and the ball, the lines rotate as the ball, you know, fires itself down the fairway. You very easily could see a golf club hit turf, not once, not twice, maybe three times before a ball is struck or maybe even whipped. 
And we're going to have, you know, cameras on that to kind of break it down. And that's, you know, we have a master's champion in Trevor Arnoldman. We have a U.S. Women's Open champion in Michelle Wee. We have Gary McCord. We have Cheyenne. We have lots of people out there who can try to analyze this thing. But I do think we owe it to the viewers to, to try to break it down. Because, look, Charles has been saying he's been playing no less than five hours of golf per day since the match was announced. He said no one in America is working harder on their golf game than the Chuckster right now. The Chuckster doesn't have to walk, right? The Chuckster's getting a full ride for the whole ter- thing? All, all four golfers will be in carts. We, we just found that that worked really well. We have the cameras in them, you know, basically like the NASCAR setup where, where we can talk to them and see them as they're driving, kind of the in-car experience. So yeah, the Chuck will not have to walk, but there are some challenging tees. Like there's one on 17, but there's like 25 steps going straight up and uh, you better hold on on that one. You just put some nachos at the top. We'll have some food laying around for everybody. I would like to see in terms of the tracer and the technology that you're able to, to bring to bear. I want you, you mentioned the Chuck tease. Is there a Chuck tracer? Is there, you, there's gotta be something special to capture, you know, if, if it goes seven and a half feet in front of them and, and directly into the ground that the, a normal tracer wouldn't pick that up. It's not anticipating that. Go for cam. Yeah, I think it will. I, I think it'll pick it up. Um, you know, look, you know, these, these guys have, uh, have gotten really great with, with, with the top tracer technology. Um, and, and they know what they're up against. So we, we've challenged them and said, you can't just spend all day, you know, getting these, these bombs off of, off of Phil or Stefan's clubs. You gotta be ready for Chuck's because that's what people want to see. What's in this for Peyton? I mean, we saw him at the masters carrying a drink around the whole time. You know, he's now the most, uh, well-known Augusta member probably at this point. He did great last year. Why come back for more? Well, I think Peyton, you know, really gets to the heart of the charities. And, and if you can, that's why he couldn't pick one school. He picked three. And, and he just basically said, I'm going to do as much as I can for as many people as I can. And, and let's just be real. He can't film commercials 24-7. He needs to do something else with his life besides TV commercials all the time. So let's just play a little golf. Yeah. But I think he really, um, I think he, his perspective on the event changed after the last one, where the first one, let's just be honest, it was about, you know, two guys who have a lot of money getting a lot of money. And the second one really was that, that, that left turn and, and really kind of, you know, we realized we didn't do some things right in the first, a lot of things right in the first one that we did. Okay. In the second one. And, and the charitable component was the key. And I think when Peyton Manning kind of heard that and got it and wants, he just wants to be a part of things like that, that have that altruistic uh, philanthropic uh, message kind of behind it. Well, I know you are not going to give us any insights to help us with the handicapping of this. I've made my view on this matter very clear, uh, which is I'm going all in on Phil and Chuck, uh, my question to you, have you seen other than Phil, who we got to watch on television in the Masters, have you seen any of these guys play golf recently? Do you yeah, have any so, indication? Yeah. Yeah. So Stephen Curry was down at, uh, at the Callaway Performance Center about a week and a half ago. And I mean, he was hitting the ball fantastic. He was just roasting drives. They were on about 300, 310, little buttercut, just a little baby fade. Yeah, he was, he, you know, he has a lot of swing speed and you put his swing speed with, with that Maverick driver and, and the ball just went forever. And, and spoiler alert, he has a, uh, he's going to debut a brand new golf ball, um, that, that you may be able to purchase coming soon. Uh, but it's pretty cool what, what he's doing. Cause there's another charitable component on that 
that uh, that 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 Stephen Curry's working on with us, which is cool. But he was hitting the ball great. And the one thing about Curry is his short game has always been really good. House, you mentioned Langston when we were there for that uh, that that event at Langston, where he played with with Chip Brewer, the CEO of Callaway, uh, Otis Ferguson, who was a student at Howard University. And then I believe the uh, the president or chancellor of Howard University. There was one time where he was just in a really squirrely lie, and we were kind of sitting there with the camera. And he goes, "Watch, guarantee getting up and down, and just open that face and went all fill and hit this amazing flop to like two feet." And he's like, "See, that's how it's done." Uh, his short game is really good. And Stefan uh, just went on a little golf vacation and, and a little training camp, so I think he's he's playing a lot of golf. Peyton, I haven't seen uh, since last match, but. Um, you know, heard, heard some promising things. And like I said, Chuck's been playing every day, but this week on Wednesday, I think, uh, Barkley and, uh, Mickelson will be out here for a little practice. And you guys obviously are dealing with a bunch of the equipment for this. Can you confirm or deny whether Phil's going to have the 48 inch driver in play? Uh, last I heard he will, um, you know, you know, I, I have to I, reconsider my bet. Yeah, but I don't think it matters, House, uh, because I think ultimately the strategy for that team to be successful is for Phil to hit the second shot. That the strategy for that team to be successful, Charles just needs to take a five iron, a seven iron, an eight iron, get it on planet Earth, on the green grass, and give Phil a shot at the green. That's obviously true. I mean, uh, every bar, he he should tee off with a pitching wedge for every hole where you know it's it's a hundred and. 30 yards and you can be on green grass. I mean, I, some of them uh, will have a carry, a forced carry, I imagine, but you know, there's no reason for him to hit a, a club bigger than, than, than five iron because what hole can't Phil Mickelson reach if, if Charles is in the, in the fairway. Right. And, and you know, the other thing is what if Charles has a stinger? I mean, imagine the possibilities if he has a little four iron, you know, kind of tiger esque stinger, a little <laughs> low stinger from Charles. Stinger. That's cool. what we're calling worm burners now. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call him on the show. We're going to call it the oh, stinger. That's okay. Charles Stinger. You may call it a worm burner. He calls it a stinger. Okay, that's that works. I guess I'm just terrified of Chuck taking birdie putts. Do we do we have any idea what his actual like legitimate handicap is? I don't know it. I don't know it. Uh, I have not launched an investigation into it. Maybe we should. But you know, the one thing I do remember um, from when when we worked with him at the last match, his putting is the strength. So even if he just lags it down there to house's point, how many under pressure four footers has Phil Mickelson made in his career? A lot. And if they, if they end up with that, you know, par, par is going to win a, an alternate shot. Par wins a lot of the time. So if Chuck can get something on the fairway, then Phil puts it on the green and then Chuck just keeps the putt on the green, you know, Phil and Phil's going to be caddying for him and coaching him and helping him. I mean, think about this. The last time we had the match in May, Phil and Brady shot close to par. I think they may have even been one under par in the alternate shot portion. That's unheard of. You know, you go through Ryder Cups where guys don't shoot. Um, you know, I know it's not true modified alternate shot, but you still, you, you've guys who, you know, win the holes with bogeys in alternate shot. And, and Phil just seems to get the best out of everybody. And Phil also is a pretty good master at getting under other people's skin. And, and I don't know, you know, if Stefan and Peyton are quite ready for Phil's A game with that. Will we have any well, fans at, at this event? No. No, yeah. we will not. Um, you know, just for safety, right? I mean, we're trying to do everything we can to keep everyone safe. Um, you know, Turner, turn, what Warner Media has been amazing at, you know, testing those of us who are working it and making us all feel safe, going through, you know, protocols to make sure that everybody is, is socially distanced and doing this in the right way. Will there be any pre, uh, 
pre-match dinners the night before in which somebody might be overserved. We're just trying to get all the data we can to, before we make <laughs> yeah, our bet here. You know, not, not that I know of. Uh, I, I would think that these guys are used to competing, um, you know, but we do have a one o'clock tea time. So, I mean, you, you could serve a little bit, right? I, I want Charles in his natural habitat. I mean, I think he's overserved. You know, yeah. some number of nights a week. It's like that's the, the Queen's version. Gambit. He shows up on drugs and hammered, and that's when he plays his best. That's when he plays. That's I want that version of uh, of Chuck. I I will say I personally think that we are going to be shocked. I think there's a version of Charles Barkley golfer that he has uh, uh, in in hiding. He he's been holding it off. He goes off to. Uh, Tahoe every year and slaps it around. I think there's a version of, of his golf game that will harken back to when he was a competent golfer. There's a time in his life. Charles Barkley was a competent golfer. Yeah. He shot in the seventies, you know, when That's he played right. for the Phoenix suns and he was just getting going, he shot in the seventies and then, and then it all the, the club, the 15 club, right between your ears got, got in the way. Well, so, I, you know, I, I, we'll I think we're going out of the way. That's it. I think the combination of Phil you know, maybe he'll be uh, the positive feelings of being back in that Phoenix area. He'll be able to channel that. Uh, the HBCU angle. There's a bunch of good stuff here to to unclog that portion of it. Jeff Newbarth, very very pleased to have you on and appreciate your time today, my friend. Always a pleasure, guys. And uh, don't forget to tune in three o'clock Eastern on TNT. All right, my Eagle enthusiasts, there we go. Our thanks to Jeff Newbarth for popping on. Nate and I will be back next week with some reactions to what we observed at the match. Hopefully, I'm able to pay my mortgage, and we'll do a little preview of the Mayakoba down in Mexico. Until then, my birdie buddies, let's hit them straight out there. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.